Welcome to the Pastor Philip Butcher Podcast. Pastor Philip is an anointed teacher of the word and a healing evangelist. He's a pastor and founder of Luminstow's Family Church, a vibrant church transforming the lives of many people across the world. Be blessed as you listen to this message. Hallelujah. So it's a battle. Do you realize it's a battle? Now, do you also realize that I, I'm preaching, or do you know I'm preaching? Do you also realize that when you grow up, it's also a battle? When you grow up, do you realize that it is, it's become a battle? That sometimes when you grow up, eh, when you are a child, you are praying to grow up, but when you grow up, sometimes you wish you become a child. Because now you realize that it's now a battle. Amen. It's a battle. Now, I'm, I, I gave all these illustrations for you to realize something that life is a warfare. Life is a warfare. Life is a battle. So, you might as well just prepare yourself for this battle. You get what I'm saying? You might as well just prepare yourself for this battle. You might as well just embrace yourself for this battle. And not just that, but decide to prepare yourself for battle decide to win in the battles of life hallelujah brothers and sisters if you give up you die hmm. if you give up you die I don't maybe I don't maybe maybe the people are preaching to they've not they've not really been to battles but you see I I, I realized something that this life eh, if you give up you will die I realized something that this life eh, if you do yourself soft, 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 you die. But me, I have vowed that I will not die. I don't know about you, but I will fight all the battles by the help of God. We shall win the battles in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So life is a life is a warfare, not a fanfare. Life is a warfare, not a fanfare. Can I tell you something? Life will not give you what you deserve. Life will not give you what you deserve. Life will give you what you fight for. So for all of us over here, you yourself, as you are there, you are thinking, you, you think that you deserve a good life, isn't it? You think that you deserve a, a good job, a good marriage, a good family. Um, you think you deserve to live in a good place. You think you deserve to drive a good car. Oh, oh you don't think like that. You think you deserve to... Um, go for vacation. Amen. Maybe I have to go to Singapore because I think that it... <laughs> Amen. Yeah. But can I tell you something? All these things, although you deserve them, and really you deserve them, but if you don't fight for them, you will not have it. So, I want us to have a mindset a, a warrior's mindset. I want us to have a fighting mentality. I don't want us to uh, do ourselves more bobby, more bobby, more bobby. No. Tap the pen to and tell the person, don't do yourself more bobby, more bobby, more bobby. Oh, Alabama, are you doing yourself more bobby? Alabama, are you doing yourself gentle, gentle? Master, gentle, gentle, don't take you anywhere. You must be ready to fight. 
Amen. You don't get what you deserve, you get what you fight for. Let's turn about the book of Luke chapter 14 verse 31. Luke chapter 14 verse 31. If you can give me the New Living Translation, I would be grateful. Amen. Amen. The Gospel of Luke chapter 14 verse 31. We are, we are talking about warfare. Now look at what it says. Let's all read it together. Ready, go. See, this scripture is Jesus is telling us something and he's showing us that it, this scripture is just letting you know that life is, is, is a picture of how life is always a warfare and when you look at this scripture he's saying that or what king would go to war against another king without first sitting down with his counselors to discuss whether his army of 10,000 could defeat the 20,000 soldiers marching against him let me tell you something from this scripture are you with me look at this scripture well this scripture is telling us something that it talks about two kings now the the first king it talks about he's getting ready for battle against the second king isn't it but when you look at it you can see something that the first king he didn't really call for the battle but he got hint of the other king he said match with 20,000 soldiers marching against him so the reason why he decided to rise up to fight was because he got wind of the fact that another king is come with 20,000 soldiers and they have already started marching against him. They are not in the country, their country borders. They are marching into his territory. So he has no op- he has two options. Or the options he has, he can sit down, let them come and defeat him, or he can rise up and fight them. So that is how life is for each and every one of us. Whether you like warfare, you don't like warfare, Master, I'm telling you that there's an army with soldiers marching against you. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? There's an, I'm saying that there's an army, somebody is coming against you. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? You see, if you look at somebody like Matt like this, he doesn't want trouble, but I'm telling you that trouble is coming for him. <laughs> oh, oh, you see, when I look at all of you, you don't, you don't like trouble. You, see, if I, you know, Sharifa doesn't like trouble. She's at a place quiet with her nose mask. She doesn't like trouble. She <laughs> doesn't want trouble. But now he's dressed neatly. He doesn't want trouble. He doesn't want trouble. Samira did there. You know they want trouble. Selena, good lady. No trouble. Daniela, cheerful, smiling. No trouble. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? We don't like trouble. Or oh, I'm over here. You have gone for trouble. Have you gone for trouble? You, you, you know how, how it is like to go for trouble. You know, I remember a certain there was a there's a certain a certain lady. There's a certain lady. She she's she's from my 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 tribe, a gang woman. <laughs> One day she she woke up. 
she woke up then she just came out of her house and she was like Charlie it's been a while she quarreled so she wants some quarreling to, 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 to do <laughs> she just she just she just woke up and came out of her chalet. She tied a cloth around herself. She was like, no, it's been a while she quarreled. So she wants somebody to quarrel. So she, she went out to look for trouble. To quarrel. <laughs> she came out of the house. Now the first person saw, she started insulting the person. <laughs> In a long time, she quarreled. There's somebody who is looking for trouble. You get me? But most of us, we do that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Most of us, somebody says yes. Most of us may not go out looking for trouble. We are thinking of ourselves. I don't know whether you are getting the message I'm sharing. You are thinking of yourself. You are thinking, are you not thinking of your life? Charlie, you are thinking of uh, how to make things work out for yourself. Thinking of how to progress. You are thinking of um, how to um, how to make more money, isn't it? How to make more money. You are thinking of your God, how to love your God, how to pursue your God. You are thinking of, about how to do the work of the ministry, isn't it? Yeah. You are thinking of how to finish school. Some people are, th- some people are thinking of how to go and do their masters outside the country. Some people are thinking on, on how to get a new car. So, you are thinking of yourself like that. You are not thinking about trouble and you are not looking for trouble. But please project the scripture again. I'm saying that there's an army marching against you. Amen. There's an army. He says that who defeat the 20,000 soldiers marching against him. So, life is a warfare life is a warfare and so you need to also prepare yourself for battle the bible tells us about nehemiah how many of you have read nehemiah when you read the book of nehemiah nehemiah went to jerusalem and he was rebuilding the walls of jerusalem but you know what happened this is what nehemiah did when he started rebuilding the walls of jerusalem people wanted to fight against him so this is what he did he, he also armed himself and he armed his people so what what they were doing was that as they were building, they were also ready for war. You get me? As they were building, they were also ready for war. So they had a trowel. You know, trowel is what we use for building the, the masons. So they had a trowel in one hand, and they had a sword in the other hand. That's what happened. So it's like one hand, ideally, you would want to use your two hands to be building. But the situation was critical such that one hand is one as one hand is mixing the mortar in Charlie, picking the mortar to lay the bricks. No, another hand is also holding a sword. So that as they are building, they are laying the blocks. No, the enemy just runs, no, they shoot and they cut off the enemy head. The, the fight has begun. I don't I some people don't understand what I'm saying. That is how you must have your life. That's how you must order your life. That's how you must order your life. You get, you get what I'm saying? That's how you must. You, you, you are building your life all right, but you are prepared for battle also. You are prepared and you are preparing for battle. You are in a relationship. Thank God. You are happy in a relationship, but be prepared for attacks on the relationship. 
I don't know. You know, some people they are in a relationship and they have forgotten about preparing for battle. They every day, oh, then they are posting their beloved on their status. They are happy. Wow, it's nice to spend time with you. They are, they are having juice with their beloved. Take a picture. Wow, with my bay, with my bay, <laughs> with my bay on vacation. Hey, I'm telling you that an army is marching. I'm not saying don't spend uh, time with your bay on vacation, though. but the point I'm trying to make is that as you are spending quality time with your bay on vacation, be prepared for battle. Be prepared for battle. So you are sipping the juice all right, but your, your other eye is looking around. <laughs> you don't know. You are sipping the juice. You, it's as if one eye is looking into the eyes of your babe, but the, at the corner of your eyes, you are scanning around. <laughs> because there are enemies around. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You have a good job. We thank God that you have a good job. You are working hard. You want to move higher. You want to... You want to work hard. You are doing your masters, doing something, taking a course, uh, so that you be you be you, you are working extra hard, putting in extra hours, so that you be promoted at work, isn't it? It's a good thing. So you are building your life. You are building your life. But can I tell you something? As you are working hard to build that career, be watchful for the enemy that is marching against you. Be prepared. For the enemy that is marching against you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, that is life. As we are doing the work of the ministry, as a pastor, I know that I'm involved in a warfare. Do you know that? Do you know I'm involved in a warfare? I'm involved in a warfare. So, generally, you see me as what? Teaching and preaching sharing the word of God. That's my work. Teaching, preaching, sharing the word of God. But that's not my only work. As in, as I'm teaching, I'm shepherding, I'm preaching, I'm counseling. My eyes are open. I'm also fighting. I'm, I'm fighting with enemies within and enemies without. I'm, I'm fighting with angels appearing as demons and demons appearing as angels. Uh, amen so brother and sisters that is how I want you to conduct your life I want you to conduct your life in the sense that you are building your life you are moving forward you are doing things to progress and to move forward in all the areas of your life but nonetheless you are also prepared for battle nonetheless you are also holding the sword Nonetheless, you are also you are also gathering intelligence on your enemy. Look at the scripture. How did he know that an army with twenty? Do you think, don't you see that it's intelligence? How did he know that an army with twenty thousand soldiers was marching against him? How did he get that information? He got that information through intelligence, through his spies. And he was able to gather that an army is marching against him. 
and he was also able to gather the number of soldiers that were coming against him 20,000 do you know the arrow that the enemy has fired at you but you should know <laughs> you should know do you know the enemies that want to attack you you know do you know the, the the people that dislike you at your workplace the people that dislike you but they are pretending to like you do you know them <laughs> you should know them <laughs> you should know them that's why the Bible says don't be ignorant of the enemy's devices because you see you know, there are some people like, they are the ones that went to put their hand in their enemy's mouth because they saw the person as a friend and they went to you know, they went to tell all their secrets to the to that person and now that person is destroying them <laughs> at your workplace you have enemies in your family you have enemies even in church you can have enemies do you know that because the Bible said that when the sons of God that the Satan also was with them Satan was there he got there with them and, and, and God didn't find it surprising because when God saw it, it you know it's like let's say okay God you know God calls out all oh, my sons come then they all gathered. Then the Bible said that, and Satan also. And so when God saw Satan, God didn't ask Satan that, Satan, what are you doing here? God now began to converse to Satan. Ah, so Satan, have you considered my servant Job? He didn't say that, Satan, what are you doing here? Get away from here. I've called my good sons. Where, where are you from? You have cast you out of heaven. No. Say, oh, so Satan, have you considered my servant Job? <laughs> so even in the church, you can have enemies. The Bible so the Bible said so there was a conversation about Job, and then Satan said that Ah God, you see that you have protected him, but remove the protection and he will curse you. God, you have blessed him, you have protected, remove the protection, he curse you. And then God said that, All right, do whatever you want to do with him, but don't take his life. <laughs> and in one day. Job lost all. But, but, but look at what I'm saying. Look at, look at the point I want to give you. Job was somewhere. How many of you have read or you know something about the book of Job? Job was somewhere thinking about himself. Minding his own business. He, was, he had businesses. You know he had business. So he, was a business. He, was, he had children. He was thinking about his children. He was also worshipping his God. Every morning he worshipped his God. The Bible said he was a man that feared God and eschewed evil. So he was worshipping his God. He was doing his businesses. He was taking care of his children. Providing for his children. He was doing what he knew he should do. But there was an, an army marching against him. He didn't go for trouble. But trouble came looking for him. <laughs> So as he was there doing his own business and all that, you know what about it? The Bible says that the, from that scripture we can say that there was a conversation in a certain realm about Job that he didn't know about. He was not called for that meeting. 
there was a conversation to determine his destiny that he was not called for. He was thinking about himself. Then calamity, calamity struck, 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 struck. I don't know whether I'm preaching. I'm saying all these things just to provoke you. To see that life is a warfare. Amen. I'm saying all these things to provoke you and to challenge you. That life is a warfare. But can I tell you something? You win in the battles of life. I said you win in the battles of life. You will be victorious. You will be a conqueror. In the mighty name of Jesus. Give the Lord a clap offering. Now, let's look at the scripture again. Look at what it says. It says that, or what king would go to war against another king without first sitting down with his counselors to discuss whether his army of 10,000 could defeat the 20,000 soldiers marching against him. I've shown you from this scripture that number one, there's an enemy coming against us. So the fact that an enemy is coming against us alone, it's a declaration of war. You know, it's a declaration of war. Say a declaration of war. So the war there, it has been declared. Now the next thing we notice from this is that now that there's been a declaration of war, you must know your enemy and know his strengths and weaknesses. Amen. Amen. Know your enemy and know his strengths and weaknesses. And that is what we see over here that the king, he knew his enemy and he knew the force of his enemy. That his enemy was coming with 20,000 soldiers. So that's the other principle in warfare. You must know your enemy and know the strengths and weaknesses of your enemy. Do you know your enemy? Do you know your enemy? And that is why the past two weeks I taught us about subtle enemies. The reason I taught us, remember, the reason I taught us about subtle enemies is because we know our general enemies, but those enemies, we didn't know that they were enemies. And that's why I shared about that. And I, and I spoke about their modus operandi. I never remember their mode of operation. So those are our enemies. And it's, I would encourage you to go back and meditate on them so that you know your enemies, especially the subtle enemies. <laughs> Amen. Now, the other warfare strategy we see from this scripture is, let's look at the scripture again. He says that, or what king would go to war against another king without first sitting down with his counselor to discuss whether his army of 10,000 could defeat the 20,000 soldiers marching against him. The second or the third point we learn about warfare from this scripture is that you must also know yourself and your strengths and your the weapons at your disposal. Do you see it? The guy knew that and he sat down with his counselors to discuss. What did they discuss? They discussed their strengths and their weaknesses. And they found out that they have an army of 10,000. And they were analyzing that our army of 10,000, what can we do with our army of 10,000 to defeat the army of 20,000? So in this warfare, you have to know your strengths. Do you know your strengths? 
as a penalty, do you know your strengths? Do you know the weapons you have? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So now I'm going to my message. I want to teach you. I want to show you. You see, we are involved in a battle. Life is full of battles. From different angles, we are always involved in battles. Now, we can know our enemy and his strategies, his modus operandi. Amen. And I'm saying that you should, or we should also know ourselves and know our strengths and the weapons we have at our disposal. But today I want to show us certain weapons or warfare strategies that will surprise the enemy and give us an advantage. Let me tell you something about, about warfare. Do you want to know what I want to tell you about warfare? You know, in warfare, and I know we've all watched movies and all that. Now, in warfare, you realize that the battle is, is, is between two, two people with about the same strength and power and ability. Have you noticed? Do you get what I'm saying? In, the, in battle, it's as if the people have the same strength and ability. Watch all the, 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 I mean, all the movies you can remember that it was a battle. The people always had the same abilities and strength. They could match each other two to two. So the thing that usually will let somebody win is when the person has, let's say, an advantage. Or when the person has a surprise weapon. So you see that they'll be fight, let's say, hand fight. We should be fight by not then the person bring out a knife. Why would the person bring out a knife to have an advantage? <laughs> Isn't it? Because we the, the the strength is the same, but you need an advantage, or you see that then um and somebody uh, someone will come out from somewhere to join in the battle, so it's two against one. Why for an advantage? Or you see that somebody will cheat. When you are fighting, you know, uh, the, the loss of sportsmanship, there's a certain part you must not hit. <laughs> but the person who try to hit that part. <laughs> or to get an advantage. Because when they, they get that advantage, they can win the battle. I want to show you something that will give you an advantage to win in the battles of life. I want to show you something that will give you an advantage and it will cause you to surprise your enemy. Amen. I, I think some people don't want to know the advantage because their response doesn't show that the people want to know the advantage. Hallelujah. Let's read First Peter 5 verse 5. So I'll give you, by the grace of God, I'll give you two things that will give you an advantage. First Peter 5 verse 5. The Bible says that in the same way, you younger men must accept the authority of the elders. All right, can you give me King James translation? 
1 Peter 5 verse 5. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisted the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Amen. Amen. I'm showing you something that will cause you to outwit your enemies. Something that will give you an added or an extra advantage. Something that would cause you to defeat your enemy. Amen. Amen. And the first and the first one I want to give you is the mantle of humility. The mantle of humility. You know, when I as I said it, you no, know, right over this thing, ah, Pastor, this thing that how will it give us an advantage? Because see, already humility looks passive. Humility looks. I'm sure he wanted some weapon, some bazooka, some um, nuclear warhead. And then you feel that, yes, you have something to surprise the enemy. But let me tell you something. All those things, the enemy knows them. The enemy knows them. The thing that will surprise the enemy and that will give you an advantage is in, in the battles of life is the mantle of humility. Tell to a person that you tell a person the mantle of humility. Tell somebody, be clothed with the mantle of humility. Now, the scripture says that what? Be clothed with humility. Be clothed with humility. And that is because in the, in, in the ancient times, the Jewish tradition, they had an overcoat that they wear. And that overcoat was referred to as a mantle. That overcoat they wear was referred to what? As a mantle. So when the Bible says that, be clothed with humility. He's saying that be mantled with humility. Amen. Amen. Many of us, particularly those of us who are charismatics or who've been to charismatic Pentecostal churches, you may have heard, you may be familiar with the word mantle, isn't it? How many of you are familiar with the word mantle? Now, a lot of you will be familiar with the word mantle in the context of um, the, the, the mantle of the healing anointing, isn't it? The, so you may say the healing mantle, the, the prophetic mantle, the, the mantle to cast out demons. So people would want the mantle or the handkerchief of the man of God. And, um, and, and then they'll go and put it in front of their door to drive away demons. You get what I'm saying? The, so the, the deliverance mantle, the prophetic mantle, the healing mantle, the mantle to cast out demons, the, the mantle to prosper. We like those mantles. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, Satan is also familiar with those mantles. But the mantle that Satan is not familiar with, that when you wear, it will give you an added advantage. It will take the end by surprise. I am saying it's the mantle of humility the mantle of humility what is humility humility is to trust God to be humble is not to depend upon yourself but to be humble is to depend upon God amen 
Hallelujah. One of the signs of humility, you know, your coming to church is a sign that you are humble. Your praying is a sign that you are humble. Your serving in the house of God is a sign that you are humble. Praise the Lord. So when you do these things and you are, you are clothing yourself with a mantle of humility. Now, what is the mantle of humility? What does the mantle of humility do? Number one, the mantle of humility, it comes to protect us. A protect, protective shield around us. Amen. So when you are wearing the mantle of humility, it's like an armor. In the, when you are working in humility, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you spiritual things too. When you are working in humility, in the realms of the spirit, you are putting out a, a protective covering. It's like a bulletproof in the realms of the spirit. That's why you shouldn't take humility for granted. <laughs> Amen. So that's the first thing about the mantle of humility. It's a protection. And that is because when you are wearing the mantle of humility, do you know the one who protects you? It is God himself who protects you. When you are humble, when you are clothed with humility, it is God himself who protects you. And when God is protecting you, there's nothing, no, the witches and wizards, they can't touch you. I declare that no witch can touch you in Jesus' name. No wizard can touch you in Jesus' name. I declare that you are preserved in the name of Jesus. Receive the preservation of God. Declare to yourself, I am preserved. Hallelujah. So the mantle of humility is for your protection. Is for your protection. It protects you. It causes God himself to protect you. The second thing about the mantle of humility is that the mantle of humility, it ushers us into the highest levels of authority. When you are clothed with a mantle of humility, you are ushered to the highest levels of authority. Why? Because the Lord said that the scripture read, humble yourself and he will lift you up. God lifts the humble up. So when you humble yourself, when you are clothed with a mantle of humility, God will lift you up to your highest level. To your highest level of authority. So the mantle of humility is a mantle of authority. It confers authority on you. When you take a policeman and a policeman is directing traffic, you know what gives, what causes the people to respect the policeman? When he's directing the traffic, when he's in his police uniform, when he's in the MTTU white <laughs> or any other dress. So when the policeman is not wearing the uniform, he's still a policeman, isn't it? He has gone to police academy and all that. But when he's not wearing the uniform and he stands at the intersection, will you stop when you are coming? <laughs> will drivers stop when they are passing by? Why? But he's a policeman. You would not stop. Nobody will stop because although he's a policeman, he's not wearing his uniform. And so we don't care. Amen. But when, when he's wearing his uniform, the moment he puts on that uniform, he's ushered, he begins to walk in higher levels of authority. My brother, my sister, I'm telling you something. That when you clothe yourself with a mantle of humility, you begin to you begin to walk in authority. You begin to walk in dominion. You begin to walk in power. Amen. You begin to walk in authority 
you begin to walk in dominion you begin to walk in power hallelujah praise the lord give the lord a clap offering So the mantle of humility causes you, number one, to be protected by God and causes you to walk in higher levels of authority. I see you walking in another level of authority in Jesus' name. I see you walking in increased levels of favor. You know, that's a word for somebody. God is causing you to walk in increased levels of favor as you humble yourself. Give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. So the first key I've given you today, or the first secret weapon I've given you today to help you prepare the battles of life is the mantle of humility. Is the mantle of humility. Let me tell you something. If when you are clothed with the mantle of humility, even if you are not prayerful, let, let me let me see what I'm saying again. Prayer is a weapon. Fasting is a weapon. But when you are clothed with the mantle of humility, even if you are not praying, even if you are not fasting, that mantle of humility surprises the enemy and it takes the enemy unawares and it gives you an advantage over the enemy and it protects you against evil attacks. So you see that somebody is walking in humility but the person is not praying so much. But witches and wizards are planning against the person, but it's not working. Why? Because the person is clothed with a mantle of humility. You see that somebody is working in humility. The person is, is, is not as hard working. But the person just begins to rise. You know why? Because the mantle of humility is ushering the person in higher levels of authority. May you be clothed with that mantle in Jesus' name. Receive wisdom to be clothed with that mantle in the mighty name of Jesus. Give the Lord a clap offering. Now, the second secret weapon I want to give you today as you prepare yourself for battle. Let's look at Joshua 14 verse 12. Joshua chapter 14 verse 12. This is an account of Caleb and uh, Caleb went to Joshua that Joshua should give him the mountain. He says that this Joshua, Caleb speaking to Joshua. Caleb tells Joshua, Now therefore, give me this mountain whereof the Lord speak in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and faint. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. Amen. Now this scripture, Caleb God had promised Caleb the promised land. Sorry, some mountains. God had promised Caleb some mountains. And then the Bible tells us that the Bible tells us that Caleb they had entered the promised land. Joshua was sharing their mountains and Joshua didn't give Caleb his own. <laughs> what did he have done? Joshua didn't give Caleb his own. So you know what Caleb did? Caleb didn't sit down. Caleb didn't complain. Caleb didn't murmur. Caleb didn't take it easy. Caleb didn't go like, oh, it doesn't matter. Caleb didn't go like one day to be given to him. Caleb went to Joshua boldly to tell Joshua that Joshua, you were there when the Lord said that this mountain is mine. 
now Joshua give me this mountain Joshua give me this mountain amen, amen. so the second key I want to give us that will help us to have an advantage over the enemy that would help us to take our enemy by surprise and win the battles of life is that we must be bold it looks simple but it's serious we must be bold to request for what is ours you must be bold to request for what is yours Has God promised something to you? Be bold to ask for it. Has your boss promised something to you? Be bold to ask for it. Has your parent promised something to you? Be bold to ask for it. I realize that those who ask for things, they get it. Yeah. Those who keep quiet and they don't ask, they don't get it. But when you are bold to ask, it will be given to you. Amen. So Josh, Caleb went to Joshua and told Joshua that Joshua, give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. And you know what happened? Joshua gave the mountain to him. Joshua gave him the mountain. So that means that if he hadn't asked, even though God had promised it to him, he would not have gotten the mountain. What has God promised you? Are you demanding for what God has promised you? The reason why people have received promises, prophecies, but they are not seeing the manifestation is because they are not demanding for it. But my brother, my sister, you must learn to demand for what is yours. Go to God and demand for what is yours. Demand for what is yours in prayer. It's part of the warfare. Because you take the enemy by surprise because the enemy thought that, oh, you let it go. The enemy thought that, oh, you fold your hands. Have you ever seen... Um, I, you've picked trotro. I'm, I'm, I'm sure maybe it has happened to you before. You pick trotro and then you pay the mate. And the mate has to give you change. But I say, the mate, will you name him? Does it happen? Yes. Wait, like he's looking outside. He's, he's doing, yes, yes, he's calling people. And he, has, he, has, he wants to do like he has forgotten, but he has not forgotten. Do you know that when you two you forget, you go with your change. The thing is that he wants to take your change. But he's testing you. Can I tell you something? That is how life is also. I don't know that I'm preaching to somebody. I'm saying that that is how life is. Life knows what it has to give you. But life, life, we in the name. Why yet say the real fee? Why yet say on on this side? You know, there I say other man uno. Why say on this be? Nenso owo be. Nenso the real fee. Nenso or testivo. I should say, we so owo akupedro. Is that akupedro? Who akupedro say ube bisa? There I say life the mau into your testivo. So the mate has removed his eyes. Are you sleeping in the trotro? Some people sleep in the trotro and forget that they have to collect their change and then they get down. Isn't it? Yeah. 
You know, because sometimes they, 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 they sleep, they forget, then by the time they realize that the bus stop where they are supposed to get down, so quickly they, they, they get down and then they leave. And they leave their change. Don't leave your blessing with life. So, that's why I'm saying that this is a weapon. Because life thinks that you may not demand for what is yours. Life has it, but has assumed a stance that you not demand for what is yours. So you have to surprise life by demanding for what is yours. How do you demand for what is yours? Every day you call it forth in prayer. What is the prophecy that has been given to you? What is the promise that has been given to you? Can I tell you something? Do you know that what God has laid on your heart to do for you, it is a prophecy. Sometimes we look at prophecy just as um, the man of God speaking into our lives. But let me tell you something. What is that vision that you have? What is that vision that you have? That vision that you have is a prophecy to you. Amen. That's why, you know, I began by saying that all of us, we want to have a good life. Isn't it? Can I tell you something? You, you imagining a good life. The fact that you can think that you, have a, you want a good life, that's a prophecy to you. That is God speaking to you. How many of you have ever thought that you want a good life? Yeah. So I don't, just, I don't have to prophesy to you. God will lead us. There are times God will lead us to prophesy. But you yourself, the thoughts that came to you, that how many of you sometimes you are there and you just feel like, no, you can do better. You feel like you, you deserve more. You feel like the, your, your income can double. How many of you have felt like your income can double? <laughs> Amen. Can I tell you something? That thought that came to you, that your income can double, it is a prophecy. It's a prophecy. That thought that came to you, that you two can drive a Range Rover. It's a prophecy. Amen. 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 That thought that came to you, that very soon, and, and as I'm saying right now, that this is a, a word of prophecy for someone. Very soon you have your own office. Amen. Receive it in the name of Jesus. You have your own office. Now that's a prophecy. What do you do? You have to demand for it. How do you do that? I'll show you. You wake up in the morning. Father, thank you that you spoke through your servant that I'm getting my own office. Thank you that it is done. In the name of Jesus, I lay hold of my own office. I receive my own office. I have my own office in the mighty name of Jesus. Day one, you declare it. Day two, you go into God in prayer again. Lord, I thank you that I have my office. Lord, I have my... Lord, thank you that I'm blessed. I have a glorious marriage. Lord, I have my promotion. Lord, I've been promoted at work. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for an increase on every side. In the mighty name of Jesus. Second day, you do that. Third day. Because there are some that you need to remind them more than once. Isn't it? You tell them... They will, they will say okay they've heard and they will and go give them an eye <laughs> so then things say they'll be smart <laughs> amen but then that's what you do so third day you still go to God in prayer you call it forth 
Father, I comfort my blessing. I comfort my miracle. I comfort my breakthrough. I comfort my marriage. I comfort my promotion. In the name of Jesus. Can I tell you something? You keep on doing it. And you keep on doing it. And you keep on doing it. Till you see your breakthrough. Don't fold your hands when you are not seeing the breakthrough. Are you with me? Don't take it lightly when you are not seeing the breakthrough. The reason why this, this point I'm giving is very important. Because there are a lot of people that Satan has deceived them. And their slogan is Have you heard some saying that before? Now, But it's a strategy of the enemy. Satan and it's a spirit of procrastination always causing them to push their blessing to tomorrow push their blessing to tomorrow push their promotion to tomorrow but you have to come to a place where you demand for your blessing today you demand for your breakthrough today you demand for your promotion today give the lord a clap of faith i'll be closing soon let me give you an illustration we all know how rain takes place how the rain falls we know that the waters on the land they have to evaporate and go into the clouds or go into the atmosphere and when they get to the atmosphere the clouds isn't it so the clouds now begin to condense and they begin to come together and they become thick and thick and thick and thick until they reach what we call saturation point you know me so what did geography here all right I see we, all right what did geography is a saturation point they have condensation or precipitation <laughs> so then when it reaches saturation point then the bible the bible even says this is what the bible says the bible says that when the clouds be full of rain they empty themselves upon the earth when the clouds be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. So the clouds have to be full of rain before the rains will come. <laughs> Isn't it? It's a cycle. The clouds have to be full of rain before it will start falling. So when the clouds are full of rain and they get to saturation point, then now they break down as rain droplets. And begin to shower the earth but they first have to get to saturation point and for them to get to saturation point the evaporation from the earth must be enough for clouds give the lord a clap of God. now that's the same thing with your prayer life that's why i taught you that keep on saying it keep on saying it keep on saying it. keep on demanding for what is yours Keep on demanding for the promise. Father, you said this. I receive it in the name of Jesus. Father, you said that this year, 2023, I'm walking in miracles. I'm experiencing breakthrough. Lord, I receive it in the name of Jesus. So Monday you pray. Tuesday you pray. Wednesday you pray. Thursday you pray. You keep on praying and keep on praying and you keep on praying. As you are praying like that, do you know what is happening? The clouds are being full of rain. 
you are filling the clouds with rain you are filling the clouds with rain you are filling the clouds with rain so eventually when the clouds get to saturation point then it will begin to rain showers of blessings i see showers of blessings falling on somebody i see showers of blessings falling in someone's life showers of blessings on your business showers of blessings on your marriage showers of blessings on the work of your hands showers of blessings on the church livingstone's family church wager branch showers of blessings showers of blessings hallelujah so your consistent demands on what is for you will eventually cause the clouds to empty themselves as rain upon you and when that happens you will have your miracle amen Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap of faith. Shall we be on our Today I've shared two things with us. Two major things. We need to be clothed with humility. Humility is a mantle. We need to be clothed with humility for protection and for walking in authority. That's the first one. And then the second thing I've shared with you is that we need to demand for what is ours and we need to constantly demand for what is ours as we constantly demand for what is ours then we will receive what is ours amen we are going to pray right now the first prayer point you are praying that you be clothed with humility you be you be clothed with a mantle of humility and you are praying that that mantle of humility will bring you protection and will usher into higher levels of authority. Lift up your voice and pray. Pray that Lord clothe me with humility. Let me hear you pray. Father, the mantle of humility. The mantle of humility. The mantle of humility. Pray for the mantle of humility. Pray for the mantle of humility. Pray for the mantle of humility. I understand Kabala Bahai. Ratela Bala Bahai. Ranta Bala Brashanda Bala Bahai. The mantle of humility. Somebody lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. The Lord clothe us with a mantle of humility. Clothe us, O God, with a mantle of humility. Clothe us, O God, with a mantle of humility. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Yes, Lord. The mantle of humility. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to take our second prayer point. And we are praying for boldness to consistently demand for what is ours. Boldness to consistently demand for the fulfillment of the word of prophecy. Lift up your voice and pray right now. Pray for the spirit of boldness. Pray for the spirit of courage. Pray for the spirit of persistence. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, grant us boldness. 
Grant us courage. Grant us persistence. Mama, 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 Pray in the name of Jesus. The spirit of boldness. The spirit of boldness. The spirit of boldness. I am the very I am the very 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 Father, I pray for your people. Lord, our hands are lifted to you as a sign of surrender. Yes. As a sign of humility. Oh God, clothe us with humility. Mantle us with humility. Let the mantle of humility be our protection. Let the mantle of humility usher us to higher levels of authority. In the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for the grace to be persistent. The grace to be consistent. The grace to be courageous and bold. To demand for what is ours. To call for what is ours. To lay hold of what is ours. Like Caleb asks for the mountains. We ask for the mountains of God. The mountain of blessings. Receive the mountain of blessings. Receive your own mantle of blessings. Receive it. Receive your mantle of favor. I receive it. What God has promised to you, receive it in the name of Jesus. I receive it. Take your seats and give the Lord a clap of it. Or give the Lord a mighty clap of it. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening to the message. We believe you were blessed. Kindly subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages from Pastor Philip. Shalom.